0: Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Your Brains Coach Podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host. I'm your brains coach. And it is my job here to bring to you all the best, recent, cutting-edge, most effective, and hopefully valuable, brain-body tools so you could operate your brain better, make better decisions, take more powerful actions, more consistent action, so you have the exact life experience or as close to that as possible. Today, as you guessed, folks, we are talking about difficult habits or simply new habits that require some effort. And by the way, it always feels the hardest at the beginning when you're just starting the habit, when you're wiring new habits. So today you're going to learn what I learned in my practice works the best for my clients, what is also the best practices in the industry, in coaching, in habit formation, in behavior change, what from research perspective and data perspective, is the best way to change human behavior, to change our habits is one of the things. And also my personal experience and example. So that's literally a couple of decades of research experience and data. And if you use these tools, you'll find that... Building new habits, changing your behavior will become easier, not completely effortless. If that was the case and we found the silver bullet for changing human behavior, somebody would get really rich on that. But no, there is still friction, the friction that you can reduce. And speaking of friction, that's actually where I want to start. The most important step when you're trying to form a new habit is to reduce friction, to make the first reps as effortless, as easy as possible. So there is less barrier of entry for you to start uh, than... A lot of people create for themselves. Like a lot of people start exercise and they sign up for some fancy gym that is outside of their living area that's gonna take them an hour to get there and it's gonna be inconvenient. And every time they're gonna struggle to just get out there and to get to the gym, leave alone to do the actual workouts or, you know, be your own program or group class, whatever that might be. So make the thing easier. As easy as possible, especially at the beginning, put the consistency, the repetitions first, and then add the intensity, and then add the difficulty. So your brain resist the behavior the less um, possible amount. Gonna sip some water. Just came from the gym. Actually, did my class that I do on Wednesdays, and on the way back, an Uber driver asked me. Like, how do you stick with consistency? And I told him, well, now that I go to this class, I see the same people. And when I'm not there, people ask me, why weren't you there? And you have some sort of accountability. That brings me to the second most powerful point, or the kind of very similar accountability might be even more powerful from research. It seems that social aspect, accountability to other people, not losing your face, so to speak, is... The most, or among the most powerful motivators for you to start things, to start hard habits, and to stay consistent with them. So social aspect. So now when I go to a class, it's like, yeah, people will notice that I'm not there, and what am I going to say? I was just lazy to show up, <laughs> right? Um, and that becomes a, uh, I think, a tool guard real and that helps me to get into those classes classes are not my uh least challenging activity so very often you go there and you don't know what to expect some uh, some instructors are really like driven into sports almost like athletes and they will push you to your limit so uh, i always uh, like go with a little bit of uh Uh, fear or anxiety. I'm like, is it going to be an easy one or is it going to be a hardcore one? Um, But uh, I always end up having fun because it's a social experience and I get to see people I know. So accountability, the second aspect. Um, And that brings me to the next point, accountability, treating it or using it as a kind of guard rail. You know, those things that you put in place for yourself, or maybe you have kids, or uh, for maybe parents that you take care of, or for yourself. Guard rails. It's a device that you use in a behavior change that allows you to Stick with your behavior and not fall off the wagon or consistency streak. So, for example, if the only food that you buy and you put in the fridge is healthy food, when you have cravings at night for some cookies or ice cream and every store is closed and you have nothing in your fridge, guess what? You're just gonna suck it up and go to bed. <laughs> and but in other case, if you had some ice cream, you would go for it. So these are gut rails. Or for example, of a lot of people struggle with technology, with not using their phone late eight at night, not doing the scrolling that is much harder to resist at night because our cognitive capacity, our brain's capacity to resist, to inhibit, to stop behavior goes down at night. And so, yeah, at night people struggle with a lot of uh, undesired suboptimal behaviors much more than in the middle of the day. Like, for example, watching Netflix, you know, usually people do not binge watch anything during the day. Well, not really, not as much as at night. And so guardrails. So some people, for example, to restrict their phone usage, by those safes and you can probably buy them on whatever online store that is closest to you. So they buy a small like safe and it's an easy one, like a box with a lock on it and with a timer. So you set the lock and for a specific time, maybe for eight hours, you know, while you sleep, maybe food, Two hours, whatever makes sense, you know, then you probably fall asleep and you don't need it anymore. But anyhow, and people put their phone there and they lock it for a specific time and then it's not going to open until this time passes. So if it's two hours, the safe is designed that way that it opens after a period of time that you set. Now, of course, you can break it, but it's going to, you know, create a whole lot of mess. So that helps a lot of people to dose their phone usage, their social media usage, their sometimes cookie usage. So people would put cookies in those safes or whatever they tend to snack snack on at night, and they would put a timer for the next day. And that's a kind of guardrail. Speaking of rails, um, I often also tell my clients, and that's also me giving them the knowledge, the tools that I learned in uh, my coaching certifications, uh, some of that from also psychology books. So I often talk about building rails so your train or you or your behavior has an easy way to travel Along a specific behavior pattern. What do I mean by that? It, again, back to the idea of putting only healthy foods in your fridge, or for example, making only healthy food ready to eat, cooked uh, in your fridge or on your counter. Or what? When we start with my clients, I and we start taking new supplements, I. Advise them to put their supplements where they drink their water, make their coffee, whatever they do in the kitchen, so put it right there. And that is kind of building that trail, that road, so you travel along this behavior path much, much easier, because now you get to your coffee place where you usually get your coffee, and now you have your supplements and your water ready, so what do you do? You just do what's the next logical, easiest step to do. Just take those supplements. Um, If you want to work out, some clients shared with me that they just... Go to bed in their workout clothing and they wake up and are ready to go with their gym bag right by their bed. So before they even start thinking, they are going to the gym already. Uh, or, for example, at the beginning, if you know that you're not going to be consistent with your workout and you need an accountability partner or maybe someone who goes with you, even to just support you, maybe you pay that person for a uh, For a period of time, or maybe you get a friend who you know will stick with this behavior, so that is also a sort of guardrail, uh, creating this path that you cannot help but follow. Um, Or, for example, if you go to some place for a holiday dinner, uh, make sure that you build some structures to follow through with your desired behavior more often than not. What does it mean? Well, you can in advance talk to a host if that's possible and ask, okay, I am try to maintain certain habits and can we make sure, can I bring something? Can we make sure that um, some salads or fruit and veggies are available? Or maybe can I make the dish? Or uh, can I bring my own like roasted chicken or turkey or meat or uh, roasted veggies with meat as part of the meal so you have something to eat and uh, of course, uh, you share it with uh, the rest of of the guests. You might uh, order it to make somewhere. And before going there, or maybe at the beginning of the event, you can say to the host, oh, you know, um, um, I'm on medication. That's actually an excuse strategy for my clients. And I'm not going to be drink- drinking tonight. So um, if, that, if that's okay, uh, don't offer me uh, wine, etc. And people of course would be okay if you create a good excuse. Uh, the point is, when you put actions, when you create the environment in advance that allows only for certain behavior, those guard trails, guard trails that it is much more likely that you're going to travel along those rails, like that you know, carriage that only can tra- travel along the rails. Um. The second thing, I want you to understand simply that it doesn't mean that you'll need those car trails or you'll need that accountability or you'll need to only have certain foods in your house or you'll need to take your own food uh, all the time with you. No, those things are mostly needed For you to build the new behavior, to build the habit, to build the change until it becomes your second nature and you do it on autopilot. So just put in the reps, and then you won't need that support, those guardrails, that scaffolding. It's like imagine a tree, a young tree, you put it, you put the seedling in the ground. And what you would see around you, then people would put supports, those like sticks around it, and they would tie it somewhere in the middle to help it to grow and not being blown away by the winds of life uh, and not being destroyed. So you put the support, but once the tree goes grows up and grows stronger, you remove them and the tree is totally fine on its own. So this is the same for coaching or for accountability, or for things like putting your safe Putting your phone in the safe—it's like, it's not like you'll need it all the time. But those are the things that are often needed to get the behavior started and to make it consistent, to make it into a habit, before you can start on your own. I need the same actually with business coaching, with any sort of uh, improvement, whether in your company or with yourself. Very often at the beginning, I hardly can think of any case that the person just does well without any support or coaching. Most of the people we admire high performance, they do have support. They do have some accountability, some form of guardrails or scaffolding. And so the point is, create that Uh, with uh, coding, with accountability, with your environment, with uh, uh, design of uh, certain devices like that, say, for your phone or cookies. So use them at the beginning. Form the habit, form the repetition until you feel strong that, yeah, I'm good with that. Now I can go without. And then run a test and see how you do without all of these devices. So commitment devices, uh, guardrails, scaffolding, accountability, it's uh, among the most efficient things, the most effective things you can do for creating the change that lasts. Um, There is another research on future self, on how when we think about our future self and we feel more connected to our future self. And we build this sort of relationships, more intimate, closer relationship with our future self. And we think about what they're going to feel and experience if we don't do our best intentions or our best behavior so if we don't form better habits for our health or our business so there is a really good research that the more the closer that connection is the more visu- we visualize that person or talk to that future self or uh we the the research was also has also been done with writing letters to your future self and from your future self the desired vision of that future self so when we do that and also we create sorts of contracts with that future self that you do that to experience that or you create again that environment that Um, restrictions almost for your future self to be able to only do certain desired actions. What do I mean by that? Again, it's the same idea. You ask uh, somebody to keep you accountable to work out. You ask someone to keep you accountable with your lead generation or your cold calls. You ask someone to keep you accountable to have certain hard conversations. So the same idea, you create some sort of support. In the future, so when the challenge comes, and your future self will undoubtedly have hard moments with sticking with new behaviors or new challenges, so there is something placed in the environment whether that's a device, a person, a coach, your friend, your family member so there is something for your future self to have no option but to do the best behavior. It's kind of like you know, why I love having accountability calls for my business as well, is because then you see, ah, that is on my schedule, so I need to do this work, even though I don't want to do this work necessarily every time I need to do that. So that accountability, again, sort of uh, guardrail, it's a commitment device, it's a contract, allows you to stick with your behavior in the now, so you get certain um either result in the future or so your future self doesn't have an option um, but to stick with the right habits. I hope this helps. And what I'm trying to help you to understand here is that the ease or struggle that you have with your habits and creating better habits or quitting habits that are not that great for you, and you know that, the Ease or struggle will depend on how good you become with shaping your environment and putting those guardrails in place or building rails. So you have no other option but to stick with the desired behavior. That, and there is something else that I wanted to share with you that i personally going through. And when I talk to entrepreneurs, my to-be clients or uh, my clients that I have currently, uh, this idea of dealing with a lot of things on our to-do list, a lot of things we want to do, a lot of priorities, a lot of different projects and deadlines, and especially at the end of the year. You know, some people are already on vacation, but a lot of people are also trying to make things happen to finish the year strong and to put skewed rails into the new year. And very often it would feel overwhelming, like you got to do so many things, right? And uh, like you just don't have enough time in in your day to do all of them, And you start feeling overwhelmed and then you very often end up procrastinating and not doing anything at all because it just feels overwhelming to even start working through that list. So it helps me and what I teach my clients to do is learning how to, first of all, prioritize from top to bottom or on your list of priorities like if you ask yourself okay if there was only one thing i'd achieve uh, by the end of this month what would it be what would be the most important thing okay now what if there were two things what would those be and what if i had three things what could those be more than 3 you know you're not going to happen one is actually the best so what is my priority and then what are the actions from my past experience from my best knowledge that going to Uh, contribute to this specific result to the success in that objective the most like from my experience what do i think are the most impactful actions not all of the actions not all the important the essential or must do or have to do but from my past experience what gave me the most results on this specific objective. And then you look at your to-do list and all the projects and meetings, etc., that you might be doing. And you're like, okay, so I can't do everything. But based on my experience, these are three things. Like, for example, for me in uh, closing uh, sales or getting new clients and growing my business and starting new projects. Like what, what things contributed in the past? For me, it's meeting people. It's talking to people we could work together. And that's why I looked at my calendar. I'm like, yeah, I could be doing uh, a lot of content and a lot more videos and writing and reaching out to people, I don't know, on different social media and cold reach out. I'm like, no, from my experience, talking to people, connecting with people I already know of who were interested in collaborating, in coaching together, or just were interested in uh, what I do. So from my experience, that always brought me the most amount of work and projects and results, tangible results in the present. So let me focus on that. Who are the people who I delete meeting with or I delayed uh, having lunches and coffees with. And from my experience, that gives me the most return on investment of my time. So let me focus there and maybe do less of social media, maybe do less of cold reach outs and instead focus on warm connections and strengthening my network. So it's just example from work, but you can looking a look at any project whether that's fitness or personal or health or work like what is my priority for this month if i make this happen everything else would feel better or would become easier or it would become irrelevant so what is one thing and what are the 3 to 5 actions that contribute the most you know the less the better and just really good do good work on those items and forget about the rest you know we cannot do everything that's just impossible so focus on the most impactful actions and that's what also people notice works the best for success like the pareto principle the 80/20 principle the law of uneven distribution distribution of returns all of that comes back to the same idea choose the most effective actions the actions that give you the most return on investment and almost force yourself to forget about everything else and the second piece of that overwhelm there are also a lot of things That might be happening in your life, in your work, in your business that are out of your control. Like you want to work with these people, but they're already on vacation, right? So you can only get in touch with them, for example, New Year. So then focus on what you can control, the people who you can uh, talk to now or start some sort of collaboration right now who's still uh, in the work mode or uh preparing for the next year, uh, thinking about the content, thinking about studying the studies that you're going to do and starting taking some action now. So whatever it is that you can control now, then focus there. And I learned it from Navy SEALs. I learned it from neuroscientists who interviewed Olympic athletes and uh, all kinds of high performance in different arenas. And they all say the same thing. pursued of goals, of excellence, of mastery. It's hard and unpredictable. And there are many, many factors that are outside of your control that can feel overwhelming and can cause anxiety and can cause you to delay action. But guess what? The only leverage you can deliver is the actions that you take. So focus on those. Focus on what you can control and almost put blinders like you know, use they use for horses at the side of their head. Use those blinders to yes, almost blind yourself to the all the things you cannot control that are not possible, and then only focus on one step at a time on things that are inside of your control. Do your breath work to reduce physical anxiety, physiological sigh, long exhale, right, and then. Take one step at a time, like it was the only step you could see and could think of. You know, Uh, we're climbing mountains every Friday, and when the when the mountain, the top of the mountain is in the clouds, it's actually easier to climb it because the only thing you can see is the step ahead of you. And also, I see a lot of, of. a lot less people complaining about climbing the whole mountain and a lot less people turning back when you don't see the whole way because it can be overwhelming, it can feel overwhelming. But when you focus only on the next step ahead and on taking that one action, overwhelm disappears, anxiety goes down or disappears completely, and you just completely immersed in the now, in the present, putting in the work, putting in the effort, having the chance to develop mastery and get success, whatever that success means to you now. That's it for today, folks. On Friday, we finally going to have our next guest episode. So please stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about systems and why having a system for things like happiness, or work-life balance, those intangible things is crucial to have those things consistently. So stay tuned for that. If you have any questions, would like that scaffolding, that support to help you build a new habits in health, in productivity, in recovery and mindset, resilience training. Please get in touch. I'm a high-performance executive, high-performance coach. Also do health and nutrition coaching. Get in touch, Angela, at brainbreakthroughcoach.com. And don't forget, guys, if you find this podcast useful and if you are a lifelong learner who wants everyone to become better and develop more of their full potential, then please do share this podcast episode with your friend, with your family member, with your spouse, with your kids or... um, anyone who you'd like to learn more, to improve, to change habits and get better. Thank you in advance for sharing and thank you so much for your attention, for your time and stay tuned for Friday episode and Systems for Happiness.